Hey, what's up, my people? Hope you're all doing well. Welcome to today's show. I apologize for the delay, but you know it's going to be worth it, as today's guest is always good value. I had plans to talk with him a couple of weeks ago and be really open and honest about the situation he found himself in, but my oh my have things changed. But before we get to that, remember you can find us at kickback underscore nadem on Instagram and on Twitter. And if you haven't already, be sure to subscribe to the show. We wouldn't want you to miss out after all now, would we? But anyway, back to it. Today's guest is making his second appearance on the show. He's a longtime friend of mine, an EPL legend, and the man with the longest neck and torso in the game. Ladies and gentlemen, hope you enjoy my conversation with Tottenham Hotspurs, Joe Hart. Evening. <laughs> What's that, this sad? How are you saying? I'm good, mate. How are you? I'm all good. I'm all good. Look at, the Look at that up. barnet. Would, huh? Listen, have some respect. Have some respect. respect. I'm just have saying, look at it. Um, okay. <laughs> it's, it's better when I don't have the headphones on. Okay, I'll right. take your word for it. <laughs> okay cool if this is the energy then I'm cool with it alright no no, okay. no 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 I'm not coming for you no 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 it's fine if this is what you want to do that's fine <laughs> that's fine okay alright so first things first how are you man how are you I'm you good look a lot happier I am skin and teeth there eh? simple right. as that I am happier mate I am so, so it appears that things have changed a little bit in the last few weeks then it would seem yes. Mm. Teeny weeny, teeny weeny bit, mate. Cause my man's moving to London. You sound like you're from London, mate. You sound like you're from North London, mate. That's brilliant. Yeah, that's what I'm It's happening, man. It's happening. Like you're gonna be down in the in the smoke, living a whole new lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hey, you know it's dry down there, yeah. I know, mate. I know. And, and a little bit warmer as well. It's business. It's business down here. That's what it is. It could be anywhere. <laughs> yeah, for real. But anyway. So for today's show, mm-hmm. uh, I, I had planned to speak to you like last week and <laughs> things were a bit different back then. Yeah. So we're going to go back in time okay? and we're going to talk about the lead up to this moment, yeah? Right, okay. And then at the end, we're, we're going to have some fun. It's going to feature a few of our uh, friends and teammates, yeah? Nice. You good? Yeah, I'm good. All right. All right. <clears throat> so I know it's changed, but I want to talk about Burnley, yeah? Yep. Because obviously you've recently left, so... How do you actually view your time there? Ooh, what a good question. You know what? I oh, don't. Thank you. Um, thank you. Starts I don't. Wrong. I don't cringe when I hear the name Burnley. I've got genuinely. There's literally no point. If look, if I was lying, I'd say it was good. Um, it was difficult time for me. Um, but like, I don't need to say that it was difficult. But good people. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, tough. Really tough to take. But also loved it because it was like a huge, huge challenge. And it was like, you talk a lot, Joe, you talk a lot, but yeah. when, when it's really happening, how are you going to be? How, how can, how are you going to behave? How are you going to conduct yourself? What are you going to get out of the days? Yeah. And I just continued. Just kept doing the same thing. Eh? Continued exactly how I was pushed as hard as I could. Um, had my moments when I was down, Mm-hmm. made sure that I uh, acknowledged them because there's no point in lying to yourself. It was, it was hard. Um, yeah. But also just thought, you know what? This is a, this is a moment in my life, in my career where there's going to be a genuine question of, is, is this what I want anymore? And like, there wasn't one time where it wasn't not one. Okay. That's big. 
But then, so then, how did you behave on the days when you felt down then? Because it's, I think it's very hard for people to, like you say, you acknowledge those days, but how does it not affect your behavior? Um, well, you know, I'm, I'm not going to do anything for a footballer's life um, reputation here, but we're only out on that field for an hour, an hour and a half tops. Oh, Joe, why are you revealing this? It's the truth. We weren't nine to five. It's the truth, mate. So, we so nine to five. In, in terms of a of a mood or whatever. Um, I don't. I didn't really feel it when I was on the pitch. It was more at home, or it was more going to a game. Do you know when I really felt it coming from a game? That's it wasn't the going to the game because in my head I was still preparing yeah. to play. It was coming from the game, and mm-hmm. there are those awful feelings you have when the team's done well and you're like, I'm just not a part of this. But um, yeah. So yeah, my the, the way I kind of deal with stuff like that is you know I can't be fake, so I just kind of move away from. Like, I'm, make sure I say well done to the guys that I was really impressed with. Appreciate the team, but just, I don't want to put a bad vibe on anyone and also don't want to be fake. So I just, I don't know. You know, I had a lot of respect in that, that dressing room as well, which I really appreciate for my situation. Um, yeah. Good people, genuinely good people. Um, and saw what I was trying to do and what I'm about. And they appreciated that and worked around it with me. You know, that's, something you said there is something which I experienced like many many years ago now when I was at City and I was on the fringes and on the way out because mm-hmm. there'd be so many big results like say the day when Giovanni scored and he beat United or whatever yep. and that was great especially as a City fan as such but then there's always that moment where you realize like I wasn't part of that <laughs> you know and you don't I'm like you I don't I don't want to take anything away from anybody in terms of if I'm feeling negative I don't want to make somebody else feel negative yeah. like wherever you're at at the the minimum for me is I will keep you at that same place Agreed. at the best I'll make you feel better but for myself like I think this is this is like this is this is tough because I wanted to be a part of that and I don't know if you had this but for me at certain parts in my career the longer it goes when I'm not in the team like just self-doubt just starts to live in the back of my mind because a game from the sideline looks completely different to a game on the field and like I don't know you're the most confident guy in the face of the whole planet so I'm sure you're all right but for me as I say it's 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 tough and it's something that we don't ever really talk about and we never really talk about it with the people who probably could understand the most which would be the people who are actually out there with us you know it's stuff which we take home and I can say tell a story to to my wife Lucy or I can tell a story to my friend but they only know that story. They don't know everything else and the context around it. Yeah. You know, and it's psychologically, it's tough. It's, it's, it's a tough game. You know what I mean? And learning how to overcome it is certainly something that you've proven to do because the situation which you described that Burnley isn't one that I imagine anyone would ever wish for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Agreed. Um, so, go on. I was going to say, it just, um, the longer it went on, the more, my, like I say, obviously age and stuff coming into it and, wondering what I want from, from my life, what I want from football. It was easy because I've kind of got this blessing of the game that I play is the game that I love. Um, mm-hmm. And I was just, I just thought, you know what, I want, I want the next thing. I don't know what it is. I really don't know what it is. It's not this. So it was time to really get my head around the professional side of, you know, honouring a contract, honouring teammates. It's not all about me. Um, I don't mean it's not all about me as in, the world revolving around you. But I mean, like my situation is just whatever. It's just, it's not playing in, in a, in a work environment. Like you've got to put it mm-hmm. when it, when it's not going your way, it's, it's got to be, it's work. When it's going your way, yes. it's a passion. It's a love. It's a, it's a, it's a mood. So yeah. 
Yeah, you kind of, I kind of divided it into the two, if you like. I've never seen you so logical before. This is this is insane. Like, you're, just, you're just a you're just a wild boy. Like you talking to me like this now. You've aged so well. I've grown up. Incredible. I've grown up since that little boy that came. Yeah, for real. So after all that, then how did you feel when you actually left? Especially given the fact that it was technically during the season. How was that for you? Uh, it sounds like I'm making it up, but I just saw it as it was what it was. I was open and clear with the manager. The manager was pretty open and clear with me. Um, you know, I said, if you need me to stay, I will stay. If you, you know, if you need me to play, I will play. If you don't need me to play, I'll, I'll not play. Um, whether you're giving me a contract or not, I'd like to keep ticking. So I said, it's up to you how you want that to work. Um, you know, I appreciate if you don't want me in with the team and stuff like that. But I don't know. It was Burnley's like quite a, a family club. Um, yeah. Yeah, and even though we weren't, you know. Being a manager, we're not best friends or whatever, but that was, there was definitely a common respect for what we were trying to do, and and all I wanted was the next thing. So I didn't really, I didn't really take offence to it. Um, yeah, I really didn't because I was just so looking forward to what was on the horizon. And even though I had, mm. I had nothing on the horizon, I had absolutely nothing. <laughs> I've been trying to, I've been trying to move for over a year, and just been getting rejections and dead ends and uh, real. It was it was a real situation, but I just really thought like I'm ready for whatever's next. Yeah. Uh, so I imagine after you left, it was the first time in your career where you didn't actually have a club. Is that right? Yeah, homeless. <laughs> homeless. <laughs> no, you've got a home. Um, like, how was that for you? That that sort of feeling of um, essentially uncertainty, but now you have the uncertainty without as I say, the home or somewhere to be on a day-to-day basis? Like, how, how did you deal with that? Um, I think I've kind of lived in it since since I left Man City. Um, I kind of lived in the uncertainty anyway. I was going on loan to people, uh, you know, whether it worked out or whether it didn't. It was always quite clear at the end of most seasons for what my choice or their choice that it wasn't going to continue. Um, so it was nothing new to me, to be honest, mate. It was just like... <sighs> I'm floating. I'm, I'm floating about in football, um, trying to trying to make the best out of it as best I can. But yeah, not having a not having a club. But I, I don't know. I never really kind of accepted that not having a club meant that was it. Yeah. Um, Which is a wild thing to say when you like say it like that, because like at some point in your life you won't have a club and you would have stopped. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And so how can you see it? How can you see it differently? <sighs> can't even explain I just, I just didn't entertain it i didn't entertain it i didn't i didn't see it as a i didn't see it as a moment in my life where you know it was like yeah there was obviously like frustrations but there was never a moment where it was like oh god i really am i really am going nowhere here i i always felt like i had a direction and what i was willing to i was willing to work with that direction that came my way yeah this is um this is probably when it pays that you know. Obviously, you're not this person now, but you're quite daft anyway, aren't you? So, like, you can't you <laughs> you can't you can't think too big too much bigger picture because, like, as a grown man who's lived on this earth for however many years, you said to me, even though I didn't have a home, I didn't feel like it was done. But at some point, as I say, I won't have a home and I'll be done. But I'm not gonna think, well, it's not done because for me, it's like done, done. You know what I mean? Like, you just. You're very, very, you're very, very interesting, cat. Very, very interesting. Like you're so positive, but for you, it comes across like it's just reality. But when I listen to you say it, it sounds like 
excessive po- not excessive but sounds like extra positivity do you know what i mean yeah no i, I get like, you but and and I, I can't really think of any like a few times um you know i speak with people and kind of tried to come up with different ways i could have played things and i, I just can't see any other way of of going at it and in terms of saying done like in my head i was just saying you can call this arrogant if you want but it's done when i say it's done not when anyone else says it's done like yeah that, boss, tell them that, no that's, that, that's all that was going on in my no, head I'm, like, listen i'm what... not even joking i'm being deadly serious i'm i'm being deadly serious like let people know like you you seem to be the person let me make sure i get this right now like I'm tired of putting respect on your name. You need to put respect on your name because the record speaks for itself, which actually leads to my next thing, which really annoyed me. Yeah. So as you drifted off into the land of uncertainty where you don't have a club, yeah. especially like you're a bit old or whatever, but you're a goalkeeper. So like your age, you knock off like four years cause you're a goalkeeper. And someone says, Oh, you're old now. Well, I'm not really cause I'm a goalkeeper. Yeah. Um, I thought, I remember my time, when I was in that spell where I didn't have a club and I just left Queen's Park Rangers and I was player of the year as voted for by the players. And then from that moment, I had interest from maybe two clubs maximum because other people were saying like, no, we're not interested. Nor is this, nor is that. And that, and having to deal with people not showing an interest, even though you've clearly got a body of work and you've, like I was at a high. I was literally I walked off the field with this trophy saying I was players player of the year. And then proceeded to be like, Oh, is anyone interested? And they're like, Nah, we're good. No, you're right. We're good. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's that's a tough that that was a tough thing to get my head around because I thought I knew where I was, but the game had put me somewhere else. Yeah. You know? So then for you, it was I'm annoyed because when you then went into that world of uncertainty, someone who's had a far better career than me, I'm sitting here and I'm like I'm worried for you. Like, this is me being completely honest. I'm worried for you, but not because you won't find a club, but because the type of club which you should be at, maybe they're not going to come in for you. And that was really, really annoying because, like, look at your record. It's, I can't have, I can't go on Wikipedia and see your record and then say, well, he's not got a job right now. Like, those two, those two completely separate elements. But that's, but that's where it was. And that, like, leads into what I want to talk about next which is perception, yeah? Yeah. Like, one thing which you've said, which you've mentioned already is that the players respected you in that Burnley dressing room, even though you didn't play every single game of every week for Burnley. You know, like, the players that you have played with, they all seem to really, really respect you. But, like, why is it that that's not necessarily the case now in terms of the general public, when the people who see you the most are the ones who will talk you up the most? Um, I think because I don't know, I don't, I don't know how my personal, I'm kind of very straightforward in how I am. Um, and that, that, that can be taken in all different, different ways. Some people don't like it. Some people like, if anyone who really wants to listen to kind of what I'm trying to, trying to say, it's appreciated, but pe- some people don't take the time to take to listen. Um, I find that when someone's on the, on the decline in the media, for instance, yeah. or yeah. public opinion in a, a decline, what you actually do doesn't matter. It's what it's what's yeah. passed on to someone, and then all of a sudden, in their head, the you know they've already you know that their perception changes of them. And I and I watch it with so many players. I watch it with so many players, uh, goalkeepers especially, because it's, it's a huge interest for me. But 
me having um, n- not a perfect game, three three statements down the line to three different people is Jeff. See, Joe Hart is. Can we swear on this? Yeah, it's just, listen, be, be as real as you want to be. So Joe Hart is shit. He's gone. He's all over the shop. And if someone actually went, okay, what's your example of this? Give me, can you give me an example? Mm-hmm. Ow, ow, but what, you know, like, you know, <laughs> like everyone says it. Like, well, yeah, yeah. Just, but, yeah. but I'm also so I'm so aware of like on the upward curve. You know, I am aware that I had games that were just all right, and I've come out sparkling. Mm-hmm. And some sort of England goalkeepers under pressure, and I'm the answer all of a sudden. And yeah, and someone would be like, Joe Hart, sick. What a keeper. Like, he's the one. Have you ever seen him play? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, like, how can you, how can you get embroiled in that? And the thing that yeah. really, really kept me solid the whole way through is the love and appreciation I've always had from people like yourself, like the boys that I've, you know, I've grown up playing with. And whatever they think of me as a keeper, liking me as a professional and, mm-hmm. you know, liking how I, how I am in that's always kind of kept yeah. me sane and not made me worry about anything else really. Mm. It's um, it's really frustrating because you, I think you described it very, very well there. Like a lot of opinions are formed about the game, which people love, which is football, but very few people actually put in the work to truly understand it. And say, for example, little things like the people who commentate or the people who work in the media or people who work wherever, like they can create a narrative and there are thousands, if not millions of people who want to fully believe everything that they say, even if it's an unqualified opinion yep. or it's just blatantly wrong. Like I remember when I was younger and used to care about player ratings. Yeah, There were times where like in the newspaper, um, there were some players who would start at, at an eight <laughs> and if they made a mistake, they dropped to seven mm-hmm. and there were some who started at a five and if they played well, they went to a six. You know, stuff like that. See, I've, been, I've been both those, them guys, and, I, and I'm well aware of that. And you just think, like, how is this even a thing? Like, it's so illogical, <laughs> but it's the game that we, um, the game that we play. And even to give you a bigger one, I remember this was when I was maybe eighteen, nineteen. I was playing a reserve game, and my agent was telling me that you know you need to look more energetic you know try and be this try and be that and i was like what's this guy going on about <laughs> it's like i play the game i do the warm-ups that's fine yeah. and he said because there was a player who was a bit older one time who was playing in a reserve game and they had a team come to watch him and they signed him based on how he looked in the warm-up because they said that he looked like he was taking it seriously and that thought to myself is this literally what we're up against it is the how many managers have you seen get top jobs that you've worked with and you're like what <laughs> listen Joe it was only it was only just like a couple of hours ago speaking to somebody about when David James played up front for Man City in the, in the game which they had to win let's just let's just leave that one out there yeah oh. in a go in an outfielder's top but yeah anyway let's let's not get into that like but it's so annoying because why is the perception so important of people when they can't just essentially be judged on say the fact that they're being selected by their manager or their players respect them or whatever because they're the ones who see them the most surely they know surely the people who see someone five days a week know more than the people who see them once a week on highlights for five minutes every every week i totally agree but 
the fact of the matter is we're in a game that's just so relevant, so important, so yeah. huge. You know, like, I don't mean this disrespectfully to field hockey or however you call it, the one they play on the Astro, but someone in field hockey will be genuinely, genuinely respected for being a good hockey player because only yeah. people who like hockey, only people who care about hockey will watch them and will know about them. Football, yeah. so, how, so many people will say to me, like, I, I don't even watch football. Uh, what's your name? Oh, Joe Hart. Oh, right. And you can just see in their face already what they think of you. They don't even, like, but they'll have heard something. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. aren't you the guy that did the shampoo thing? Oh, yeah, whatever. Or, oh, didn't you used to play for England? Or, oh, my God, my boyfriend or my, I don't know, my brother thinks you're brilliant. Like, it's like they've already got you yeah. there and then. And they've yeah. never watched a game yeah. of football in their entire life. But that's, I look at that as just thinking, geez, man, we're in a big, big game here. We're in a big, big yeah. game. Yeah, it's, it's huge. And like, I think that's one of my issues with it. Like when you step out onto the field, if especially for you playing in the Premier League, the moment you step out on the field, you're not just being viewed by the people in the stadium or the people in the nation. You're being viewed by, say, maybe 200 countries around the world. Mm -hmm. But the people who are doing the commentary on that game, everything they say is what some people believe because there are plenty of people who can't see what's going on on the field yeah. and they need to be told what's going on. But the people who are telling the tales, honestly, they're like space cadets. The, like there's a lot, there's a lot more about. responsibility on what they're doing than probably they, they realize or care to think. But, 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 yeah, but, but, but they're, they're only guys doing the job. So like, are they, do they need to be threatened they going are they in? Though? Yeah, I, I know. Are they though, I know, Joe? Are they though, Joe? let's be honest there's certain people who can say something is good objectively but then there are other people who will see something good and not say it's good if it's somebody they don't like tell me i'm lying I'm, I, you don't do that very often mate so i'm not gonna say it's it, it. <laughs> especially not especially not on my own show facts here. so speaking of which perception then let's play a game yeah this is this is for me one of the big arguing points I've had for the past few years, yeah? Okay. And I imagine I'm going to get absolutely flamed for this, but I couldn't care less. <laughs> right? Right. People can play along at home, okay? So I'm going to quote statistics related to the Premier League, yeah? Yep. And this is all to do with perception. So just buy into it, yeah? So I was looking online for some stats about who takes the most shots in the Premier League, yeah? Mm-hmm. And the answer was Mo Salah with 132 shots. Disclaimer, by the way, everyone I'm mentioning here is top player. Yeah, yeah, of course. So there's no shade. So Mo Salah took 132 shots and Raul Jimenez took 118, yeah? So there were three players further down who had 99 shots each, yeah? One guy finished the season with nine goals, one finished with 13, and one finished with 20, yeah? Yeah. So, you know, the one who finished with 20 out of 99 shots, that's, that's good going, yeah? Yeah. The player who scored 20 receives more criticism about missing chances than the person who scored nine. How does that work? Because we all know who that player is who scored 20. <laughs> but do you know who the player is who scored nine? Did I play with him? No. Nine. So, but obviously very relevant. Probably said to have had a great season. Yes. Incredible season. Martial? No. Roberto Firmino. Roberto Firmino scored nine goals out of 99 shots, yeah? Right. So people are like, oh, but Sterling, oh, he misses so many big chances, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Okay. So nobody's perfect. I'll put that out there. Like, I can't defend if he misses a chance which he himself would expect to score. Of course. But there's also a statistic which shows how many big chances he's missed. And Sterling's missed 19. Firmino's missed 20. 
Talk to me about perception, Joe. <laughs> but he was part of that team, wasn't he? Listen, <laughs> bigger still. I said Salah had 132 shots. Salah scored one less goal than Raheem Sterling last season with 33 more shots. Yeah. I don't know if I'm getting my point across here. or uh, you, know. you 100% are. Of course you are. But... Oh, but he only scores tap-ins. Okay. So why is nobody else there with the tap-ins? <laughs> I'd never get in an argument with you, ever. Listen, even if I knew, I, even if I, I knew I was full right, <laughs> if I knew you were committed to the opposite, I'd just be like, yeah. Listen, <laughs> there's certain things I will debate and there are other things that I will not. But literally, like, that is a prime example of perception yeah. because people think maybe he doesn't look as nice on the eye or maybe because he's missed this chance or that chance. He'll be judged in such a negative way. The stuff which he does wrong will will carry more weight than stuff which other people get wrong. Yeah. You know, and that it's for me, it's incredibly unfair, especially when you look at this guy, Raheem Sterling, who finished the season with 31 goals in 52 games. He was a top goal scorer for Man City. He scored 20 goals in 32 league games and he gets hammered. Do you think he still gets hammered? I, I still think I, I I feel over here. I feel a lot more positive vibe around Raheem. Um, wow, that's because you live in a positive bubble. You live in a very nice positivity bubble. But I'm surrounded by group. I'm in group chats with United fans and people. Like right. That. Okay. I'm, I I could. I'm not. I'm not in stuff. Yeah. Like, I see what I'm. Yeah. So I get you. Yeah. Listen, I I could not even be watching a City game, and then all of a sudden, someone will text me, "Oh, Sterling again." Oh. Really. I'm like, what are you even talking about? Wow. Like, he's he scored 20 goals in 32 games, and the thing I've not even said yet, he's not even a striker. Yeah, Joe, what's going on? <laughs> but that's the but that's, perception. But that's how important he is. Like Firmino, he's not in in he's in important. our in our in our in our groups in our surroundings. That's, I, I'd imagine you're still in a very English-based group, even though you yeah. live over there. Yeah, he's he's just not that important. He's just not. And Raheem is so important. So, like, me living in that stupid positive world of mine that I live in, like, yeah. he's only debated about and he's only criticised because he is that guy, as you would describe people. Yeah. He is that guy. Like, Yeah, he literally is, yeah. He's 100%. Raheem Sterling, like, people will criticise me all you want um, via our social media, which I'll plug later. They'll <laughs> criticise me all you want, but Raheem Sterling is that guy. And whether you see him as a chance or not, keep that same energy for everybody else and you'll probably view the game in a far different way than you will do with hate within your body. Yeah, you'll enjoy it all a lot more, but definitely. No, listen, you're not wrong. But anyway, let's move on. So, you're in that moment where you don't have a club and what exactly were you hoping for? I was hoping, I was hell-bent on just, I want one. I want a one spot. I'm really, I was up for leaving the, I thought I need to leave the country to get my one spot where I feel like I should be. Um, you know, I, I, I really wanted a nice, I wanted to be part of a, a club that, you know, I've said it, I've been quoted before, you know, I didn't expect Real Madrid, Bayern Munich to be knocking on my door. Like I'm, I'm in the real world, but I wanted to be part of it. One of those leagues with a team that had intentions of pushing for Europe or was in Europe, um, yeah. and would, would commit to me and see through all, see through all the, that's why I felt like if you leave the country, that kind of English Raheem Stone's yeah, important. Yeah. Joe Hart being yeah. crap is important. Like as soon as you as soon as you yeah. leave those borders, you, you kind of get the Wikipedia respect, and that's what yeah, that, yeah, that was yeah. what I was kind of that was what I imagined and hoped for, and yeah. was was kind of setting setting up until 
till the whole world changed. <laughs> yeah, it changed just a little bit, you know. It's a quiet summer, quiet spring summer season. <laughs> so this is a this is a very, very personal question. Like I'd like to see how you answer this, but why do you think people doubt you? Because even say with the move that you've just had now, there are certain people who immediately are on the negative side. And I know that negativity spreads faster and people take a lot of joy over doing that over praise. But why do you think people actually doubt you? I don't think I don't think people doubt me. I don't I don't I think people just are flippant with me. People that don't know me, like I'm because I'm gonna get onto the fact that if you're gonna use the word doubt, the only people that I know, like they, none of them doubt me, the people that I care about. Mm-hmm. So they might the other people the, the other people you're talking about might mug me off, might, you know, slap a comment on me or say he's finished or what, but they don't they don't think anything about me. Like they don't and anyone who does yeah. think or invest in me I genuinely feel like they know what's inside and, and know what I've got to offer that's why you know I spoke to Kim when I said when we finally came to the decision of doing this one um, what, what I'm doing now um, you know everyone the, the closest people around me feel the fire more than I do because I have to be calm and in control of what's yeah. going on yeah. I can't wait to get out there prove people wrong I said look I'm not in this game to prove anyone wrong because the Anyone who's not with me is isn't is irrelevant to me. I'm in this game to prove people right. I'm in, I'm in this game to prove people like you right. Someone who mm-hmm. believes in me, have my back, vocal. Mm-hmm. My wife, my family, like my friends who who've felt the pain with me, like they they believe in me. I'm, I I want to prove everyone right for sticking with me, for having to turn, having to sit in a stadium and sit on their hands when someone's been disrespecting me or talking mm-hmm. talking about me and having to like. I've always asked them to please, please don't, please don't react. When every bone in their bodies like wants to defend me, wants to yeah. cause a scene, put someone right, and that is my plan. Like I want to prove people right for sticking with me, and that that's what I want to get out of football. That that's another thing that drives me, other than the the obvious. Yeah, that's that's class, and you are right because I do want to. I did want to beat up a couple of people, of course, but you know. Because you're my guy, you know, I didn't throw hands. I just kept it calm. Exactly. I, I'll calm. prove you. I want to prove you right for doing that. Listen, listen. It's always subject to change, though. Like you know, there's one word too far. <laughs> like, like throwing the haymaker. Of course. <laughs> but so anyway, now you're a you're a Spurs player. Yep. And what I really want to know from you is why do you think they wanted you? Um, I don't know if the club wanted me, but I know Jose wanted me. Um. Oh, sorry, Jose. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's actually got. Sorry, to who's that? that? Jose Mourinho. Yeah. Um, oh, right. Okay, cool. Yeah. Do you know any other players that have been with Pep and Jose, or is it just you? <laughs> oh, I wouldn't. That guy doesn't come into it. I'm, I'm, I've moved on from him. Okay, cool. Right. Let's talk. Let's talk Jose then. Um, I think once we, I'd like to think that what what Tottenham have signed me for is, um, appealing to a bigger club. Maybe not. Mm-hmm. Maybe every club didn't necessarily have the vision to see it, and maybe every club didn't have the vision to see and and approach it because you know all the noises I've been making and all the all the things in my head is that I want to I want to play and be you know I want to push, um, and it's ob- you know I I kind of I've I've missed the boat in this in this period to go as a one to a to a big club whether i can or can't do it doesn't come into it but in, in the business terms in terms of making an investment in someone and um offering a contract i don't i think i've missed the boat mm-hmm. but 
you know, a great manager like Mourinho, I've always played against and always enjoyed playing against and actually genuinely had a rapport with after games and been able to kind of have a bit, a bit of banter and a win, lose or draw. Um, ask the question. And once the question was asked, obviously I had to think about it and then other things were happening. And then this one just progressed more. And I was very, I was very clear when, when speaking to him, how, I saw it going and how I wanted to make it work. And it, uh, I'd like to think it works with what he wants for this club and how this club's going to win something. Yeah. So ultimately then, why did you say yes to them? Just because of Jose Mourinho or was it something else? Well, what a club. Like, name. I, I'm dying to play at the top. Of, dying to play at yeah. the top. Like, being a part of something huge. This, yeah. this place is huge. This place is, is an amazing club. Amazing players. Even the goalkeeper, like I, I really look up to the goalkeeper that I'm going to be pushing to, or but I see as work alongside because I really do feel like this club, you know, not having a trophy and striving for a trophy needs needs a strong squad and needs people who've won. Um, mm-hmm. And if and if that's all I bring, then I want to bring that in buckets. If I, can, yeah. you know, I also obviously want to do my thing on the pitch, but. I believe in what they're doing and and I really believe I can help. Yeah. That's yeah, I, I believe you'll be you'll be all that and then so. So what are your hopes and expectations then, do you reckon, for not just this time at Spurs, but just for the rest of your career? I don't have any. I said if I, Fair enough. I said if I'm gonna um if I'm gonna come to a club like this, um I've said to the people closest to me that I need to accept that if I don't play a game, one game, one minute I cannot moan. You, I cannot, yeah. you know, because I know what I've signed up for. I know what's at this club. Yeah. I cannot moan. It's on me. Um, it's not a me, me, me. It's not a, why am I not playing? This coach is this, da, 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 he's that. It's except the worst, but obviously I'm going to, I'm going to push for the best. So I want to establish myself at the club on and off the field. And then I want to take it from there. Hey, listen, man, I'm still a believer. <laughs> but now, let's let's have some fun, yeah? Cool. <clears throat> right, I don't know how this is going to go. This is all going to depend on you, yeah? Mm-hmm. So, <sighs> this bit is mainly for City fans, as it's to do with a few of your ex-teammates. But this is for everyone who knows the people anyway. Right, yeah? yep. So I'm going to try and create some friction in some of your friendships, yeah? Oh, dear. Okay, so you need to rank people in these scenarios, yeah? <clears throat> so, you have me... <laughs> you have Jolian Lescott yeah. and you have Micah Richards, yeah? Mm-hmm. So you're going to kind of reveal stuff about us as players and people based on the way that you rank us, yeah? So there's a first <laughs> choice, second choice and third choice, yeah? Oh, you're, okay. you're an awful guy. I'm, un- Thank I'm you. not an uncomfortable so, person, but I'm uncomfortable right now. No, you don't even know what I'm going to ask you. It's, well, like, just, it's nothing too drastic. Nothing too drastic. But um, say, for example, so it, back, obviously two of them are retired now, so I'm the... Last last man standing, but sure, whatever. <laughs> um, we're playing for a team all together, and you have to play somebody through on goal, and they need to score to win the Intergalactic World Championship. <laughs> who is first? Who is second? Who is third in terms of your choices, in terms of guaranteed goals? Hmm. Uh-oh. He's thinking. He's thinking. There's, there's, a, there's only one man who's third. Who's that? It's not you and it's not Jolien. <laughs> 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 it's 
So go on then. What's one and two? Mm, tension, tension, tension. Considering you've never scored past me, you're going to take the two slot. And Joel's taking the one because right. he is he is cool in front of goal. Okay, so uh, I haven't scored past you, which is true. But let's not hype Jolien up too much. Okay, I'm sure he's listening. He's got so some goal record there. though. All right. Okay. So again, I think you might have a similar answer to this one. So now in that intergalactic world championship, you need to score a penalty to win it. What's the order? Oh, who's who? Who's picking first? Guaranteed to score, and then who's going to be in third? You feel free to say it. So, because to be fair, no, I take it back because the two of us were quite weak at this. But go on. So, I loved Micah's penalty. Last penalty I was involved with him was a was a preseason friendly, and have you, have you seen the still of where his leg ends? Oh, up? it's a classic. It's a classic. That's the. <laughs> I've never the, seen a foot that high before from a penalty. The ball is is still traveling now. Is the oh, is the legend that of is that penalty? Orbit, yeah. That is in orbit. So is he going through then? Or are you going to put... You think it... Don't you dare. Don't you dare. You're going to try to put me in three, aren't you? Don't you dare. Don't you dare. Don't you dare. Bring Jolien back. He doesn't even take pens. He hasn't got the spine. Joel, Joel's not getting the one slot. Joel, Joel is going to kick the ball into the ground. Mike is going to kick it into space. And I'm just going to whack it. So just throw me in there. Go on. But Mike is whacking it as well. No, but he's not whacking it on target, though. He's just whacking it for the sake of whacking it. Go on. <sighs> Nader, Micah, Joel. Oh, what? You put Jolien in three? Yeah. Oh, my God. That is... Oh, I need to write that down. My, my only reason being is because you two possess power. Joel, <laughs> if you go the right way, if you go the right way with him, you, you're probably saving it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So there's been, a, there's been a switch now. And say you've come off in a game but we've used all the subs so one of us has to go in goal what's your order of preference um you you're a good goalie oh yes you are flex a, on a, you are a good goalie yes yes um then i'd have I'd, I'd put joel in for his calm head and not try and do anything that he can't do because i feel like michael could be exceptional but at the same time yeah. he could could it could get carried away all right so, slight change of tone. So, you have to beat three of us up, yeah? Oh, God. To save the world. Pick your order. What do you mean? Mm -hmm. you, have to, you have to get past all three of us, but we're going to go one by one. You have to try and beat us all up. Who's your order? Will you wrap me up like a little parcel in, within the first two <laughs> weeks of, of being at Manchester City? <laughs> Far too strong, like I literally nearly. That's a long time ago. Though. That's a long time yeah, ago. That's I nearly passed out. I've I've not forgotten is, it. I've not forgotten it. This is a heavyweight thing, so you got to pick your order. How do you want to do it? Do you want to try and start off easy, start off hard, and then just ease off at the end? Like what are you thinking? There's no, there's no easing. Like three monsters who are fully, <laughs> fully ready to throw down as well. I'm from Shrewsbury, mate. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I know. Just a just a little cricketer from Shrewsbury. Exactly. I'm not. I can't even rank you one, one, and one. The, all right. The, okay. All the others, like little scenarios, have popped into my head of how I can work it out, but there's no way. Just three fights. Yeah. Okay. So, it's an emergency. It's three in the morning, and you need to call someone to come out and bail you out. Who are you going to call first? Joel first. Yeah. Um, because I think you'd be, you'd tell me off. Joel would just get it done. 
I don't judge you like that. I'm helpful first. I'll judge you afterwards. Yeah, of course. Well, yeah, hopefully I didn't have to call you. Uh, Micah's kipping now. Micah has to be in three. You'll be fast asleep. <laughs> yeah, but he's passionate for his people, though. So, as all, as all three like, of you are. I feel like he'll say he's around the corner and he's in bed. <laughs> That's so true. Yeah. Okay, yeah. you got to put Micah in three. Yeah, I have. All right. Yeah, one, two, right, three. Then. So, here's... Here's another one then. This is in relation to when you had your uh, stag do in New York, yeah? Yeah. So I think that was where Michael was swimming, wasn't he, on a rooftop? That was awesome, yeah. At Gansevoort. Um, So the, we were on a boat through, uh, 100 metres from shore, yeah? And it's a bit choppy. <clears throat> and now the boat started to go down, <laughs> so we have to swim to shore. What's the order in terms of arrival? Who's first, who's second, who's third? Uh Micah, Micah's gassing. He's going hard and gassing. Like I feel bad. Put, like put put Micah drowns. Is that we say? Putting him in third. Um, yeah, he probably does actually. Hundred meters is a long way. Yeah, uh, no, I picked a very specific number. Yeah, because I've seen him. I've seen him go go fast for like twenty meters. He, yeah, he that. ate that pool up. And then, oh, did he? And then didn't, did he, he didn't move a lot after that. No, 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 no. Um. I don't think I don't know if I've seen you swim properly. I'm incredible, basically. I'm like the best swimmer ever, <laughs> which is why I'd never go in pool. Yeah, I think, I think, yeah. I think Joel, Joel, you, Micah, yeah, yeah. But then, to be fair with Micah, though, the way he is, he'll probably pull Jolien down. <laughs> He's pulling everyone down. He he might be able, like, yeah. with his stroke. He might even just move the seat. Like just, <laughs> he might bring the shore closer. <laughs> well, anyway, what a sight that would be. Yeah, but yeah, man. I just I want to say. Thank you for coming onto the show. And obviously, the context has changed a little bit based on when we were going to speak a couple of weeks ago. Of course. But I'm more than happy to have this conversation over the one that it could have been two weeks ago. I know you are, and I appreciate so, yeah. that. I really do. No, man, you're my guy. You know I've got you. So I hope to see you play some games, do well, and maybe Spurs can win a trophy. <laughs> Listen, ordinarily, I'd be an Arsenal man. Yeah. But when push comes to shove, I will hope for the best for you. Yeah, I can see you Spurs top. Yeah, I I'm, can see that. I'm in digs, so I'm not sorry that. All right, cool, man. Well, good luck at your new club anyway. You just keep doing what you do, and I'm sure people love you for it. Nice one, man. Look forward to seeing you back out on the pitch as well soon. Ah, listen, don't get ahead of yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Take it easy. All right, man. See you in a bit. <laughs> see you in a bit, yeah. So there you have it. As you might have guessed, Joe is my guy, both on and off the field. And I'd go as far as to say nearly all of his former teammates will share that very sentiment. Let's just say I'm really looking forward to seeing what the next chapter has in store for him. But now to close, I'd like to say thanks to our producer, Mr. Ryan Hale, our media manager, Ms. Skylar Warwick. Thank you to Mountaineer Studios Draper, Utah. And lastly, thanks for listening. Stay safe and stay tuned.